Welcome to Reconstructed Faith, a podcast where we talk about truth you can build your life on. We hope to dive into the hard conversations of life and faith and seek out reasonable, substantive answers. My name is Colson Lechner, and I'm joined by Chris Legg and Bryn Starnes. This is Reconstructed Faith. Well, welcome back to the Reconstructed Faith Podcast. My name is Colson Lechner, and alongside me are my partners in crime in studio, Bryn Starnes and Chris Legg. Um, and you might be noticing there's some extra noise in uh, in studio. We've got some cleaning going on. I think we've got some carpet cleaning going on Yep. Um, on the floor where we're working. But I did a quick test, and the audio should still come out clear there you go so anyway if you hear that though and you so notice you a little didn't difference notice it now you will yeah exactly <laughs> right i figured i it's probably good to say something right yeah, yeah i agree if you if you hear something it's probably just a strange noise your car noise your car is making oh, yeah, yeah that's right that's immediately to the shop we'll just edit it wow, or your, what I say. <laughs> your brain might be making a your weird brain, noise your brain mind might be doing that's right that. anyway guys uh right now when we're recording this you guys um, spent some time at camp, at student camp, for our our, our uh, students and preteens here at our church. Yep. Um, and we kind of, uh, or Bryn was mentioning beforehand, uh, just kind of a, a cool thing that it, it would be, I think, beneficial for us and our listeners to wrestle with. And um, it's kind of the idea of a camp high mountaintop experience. Can I throw it over to you, Bryn? Yeah. And just kind of kick kick that around. Let's Let's talk about that. Sure. I, yeah, we went to Shepherd of the Ozarks in Arkansas with 250 people, something. Yeah, something like that. Oh, the, the biggest preteen and student camp we've done so far. And it's always an amazing week. I love, we both, Chris and I both love student camp. Yes. For many reasons. But I think coming home, there's always a lot of processing that happens and should happen. But one mm-hmm. of the things I was processing, even for myself as an adult who's done camp multiple times, was kind of that low or that sadness of, oh, now we're back to normal life. And mm. now I have to get up and go to work or make breakfast for my family or go back to school or whatever those things are that we're coming mm-hmm. back to. I even experienced a little bit of that this um, this weekend. And I thought it would be helpful to process just what it means to have a mountaintop experience, because I think sometimes if we don't have good tools to process those experiences, I think we have them throughout our life, but they are sometimes few and far between. And if we don't have good tools to process them, they can aid in deconstruction because what can happen is, and we can talk about different things that happen depending on, you know, personality or whatever it is. But I think sometimes we come home from those experiences and then we start doubting our everyday experience or dreading our everyday experience and either wishing that all of life was a mountaintop or wondering if the mountaintop experience was real on some level. Mm -hmm. And, and so I just kind of wanted to unpack that because I think it's really helpful, not just for students, but for adults. Mm -hmm. I think we all have those experiences, especially in the faith. What does that mean? How do we have good tools to process those? Why are they Mm -hmm. important? And just how should we think about them? Because those things are good. Like it's right. not that camp and having that high is is inherently a bad thing, right? But is, is that right? I mean, <laughs> I or I would argue that it's not. <laughs> or, so so we, we can have that conversation. <laughs> I think that's a great place to start. The yeah, I, I happen to agree with you, but yes. I don't think that that's an assumed statement. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there uh, because 
I think very often people will delineate between the mountaintop experience mm-hmm. and you use the word normal, which I appreciate, right. or typical, but that's not normally the word people use is they will say real life. Yeah. They okay. say, you've got to come back to real life. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not like being at camp. It's not like whatever. You got to come back to real life as if the mountaintop experience is not real is life. Not real life. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I would say, uh, I, I think sometimes it is, I mean, if you're, I don't know about you guys, you know, I had a, a, a relatively a pretty good Christian family growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're pretty skeptical and we can be pretty jaded. And mm-hmm. so I think, I think probably sometimes the camp experience for me was, mm-hmm. was if it wasn't overtly treated as, Oh, that's cute. Interesting. That you're, you've come back with a camp high, which mm-hmm. is what it was described as. Mm-hmm. And then it was at least kind of subtly always communicated like, well, it's not going to last. And mm-hmm. my friends, that was certainly the case. If mm-hmm. I came back and you know went to go hang out with my friends after getting back with camp and I was like, hey, we ought to do a Bible study and let's talk about Jesus. They're like, oh, it, that won't last. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah, well, you must have just got back from camp. Like, yeah. it's, it was always treated that way as though it had... The fact that the emotions of it weren't long lasting somehow made mm-hmm. it not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a that's actually there's a the program that I teach um, with the Forge class. I actually start one of the very first things we start with with a book called Screw Tape Letters is the question: Is this real life? Is being in a Forge program for eight months, uh, mm-hmm. living in community, living in a camp setting, living in all this is that real life? And I'm telling you, the vast majority of them immediately are like, no. And their speakers will say, "Hey, when you get back to real life someday," and and their and their parents will say that, and people people even all around them will say that, like when you well, you know, <laughs> just get ready for real life when real life hits you. And mm-hmm. and I'm not saying valleys aren't real life too. They they're also real life. Yeah. And normal days are real life. Like that. I that I, mm-hmm. I mean, the first one I would love to correct with people is yeah is that somehow because the emotions don't last, that makes them less real. Mm. And that actually is the nature of emotions. Emotions don't last. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that the emotion doesn't last is more evidence that it was real because, you know, I mean, uh, we're all married. So how long have you been married, Brent, now? Uh Uh-huh. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah, eight years. years. We've been dating for 10 Okay. Same. Yeah. So, or 11. So here we are, you know, I'm I can't at, remember. We're I'm coming a, up on 30. We were on a similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm coming yeah. up on 30. And, and so I don't know about you guys, but that honeymoon high has never gone away. We are still just as ecstatically excited mm-hmm. and that's never changed. Like that's good. I mean, I'm good. You know, on I'm you. lying. Good yeah. on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, both wait, of them are looking wow. at me like, 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 uh, how wow. much do we call him out on the podcast? Well, I was like, <laughs> When the psychologist I was just be like, says something, you're like, okay, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm honestly like, okay, well, I cannot relate. <laughs> yes. No, neither can anyone else. That's, that's because that is real. As mm-hmm. human beings, we, that's us. I mean, we, we have high days and low days and we have honeymoons and we have, you know, divorces and almost divorces. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the nature of humans. I think it's the nature of life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not to turn it into a mini sermon, but, but I, I, I was, it was shocking to me one day to realize the nature of the fallen world is that the natural state of everything is death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. I assume that's what it means to be in a fallen world is that the natural state of anything is death. We are, I had, I had a very, um, I don't know what word to apply to this, uh, a client who had a dark 
dark tendencies with their language. And he said, we're all on a six minute timer that's counting down toward our death. <laughs> we restart the client timer every time we take a breath. So you are six minutes <laughs> oh from dead gosh. right now. And the timer starts when you take a breath. And wow. if you ever let the timer run out, you're dead. And so you have to take a breath to restart. The I know it just makes you want to mess wherever you are out there. Take a deep breath and start the timer back up. But yeah. information I did not. But why? But, but still, yes, yeah. it's that. But it's not wrong. Yeah, we're on a three-day timer for water. We're on a probably three-day timer for sleep. We're on a thirty-day timer for food. We're. I mean, that's just that's that is the nature of it. If the three of us just sat here for a week. Mm-hmm. They would, they would. I mean, I have some coffee in front of me, so I would last a little longer than the rest of you because I have a liquid handy. Oh, well, the Bryn's got, Bryn's got a big water. water bottle, so she'd be, she would <laughs> outlast toast. the other. You're done. Four days, you're done. Yeah. And so we could not just sit here for a week. We would have to go uh, get water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's like wild to consider that that is the natural. So, of course, the natural state of any emotion is to change. Mm-hmm. So if it's a highlight and you have an epic moment, and that's what we mean, I assume, by mountaintop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious, and I can't find evidence online, whether the term mountaintop experience comes from the experience of, if you've ever been a climber, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that, we've done a climbed a tall mountain, and the euphoria that comes from reaching the top. I've I've never done it. I've never, like had that summit euphoria but i've heard i've had friends who've described it of yeah. like it's yeah. just it is euphoric to reach yeah. the top it have y'all done it i have i don't think i've done i haven't done a 14er but i've climbed some smaller okay and, and is it just this just an emotional oh, wait, like back in I my everest it? days back in your oh, everest days right back it, then like can you equate it to something um it it's a it's like it's it's the accomplishment Camp, feeling. It's it is the thing. It's like it's yeah. that accomplishment. We did it. I can't believe we pulled it off. It took hard work. The end was yes. glorious. Yes. And then you know, the view that's there. I'm assuming I've not run a marathon, but I assume it would be similar to to that feeling of like, I can't believe I pulled this off. I accomplished this. And then with a mountaintop, you have the also the advantage of usually an amazing view. Mm-hmm. And the camaraderie of we did this together. Yep. If you did we it with other, with other people. people. Mm-hmm. But I actually just searching mountaintop experience. Um, I would say the first three or four pages that I glanced through, none of them referenced that. Interesting. They were all referencing Bible passages about people on the mountaintop. Hmm. And so it actually makes me wonder if it's like the word talent, like the word talent in a, in English. It's not an English word. The reason it's the word talent means talented, like that you have skill sets, mm-hmm. is from the concept of a talent, which was a coin uh, or a measurement of, of money that Jesus used to tell a parable of the talents, mm-hmm. meaning whatever God has given you. But it's come to mean in, in English, your skill sets. Well, actually, there is no concept of that outside of the biblical picture. It makes me wonder, actually, if the mountaintop concept comes from Moses, Abraham, mm. And their mountaintop experiences, mm-hmm. and so that we describe these great moments in life, these epic moments, as being like, you know, Moses meeting with God to get the Ten Commandments, or mm-hmm. Abraham meeting with God to sacrifice to not sacrifice Isaac, or mm-hmm. Jesus and the Mount of Transfiguration. I wonder if that's yeah, if the actual etymology is from yeah the biblical account. Which would that be intriguing? So, so then I because I'm 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 tracking with you. Then like, okay, let's. 
let's call this what it is. This is still real life. It's just a mountaintop experience. Why, why is it hard then for people, especially people, I believe that grew up in the church who may, let's say, you know, from a young age have gone to VBS or something like Mm -hmm. that, a vacation Bible school or a camp or, or some, some sort of, um, basically where there's an emotional experience and then a, an, a call for response. Yeah. And then I know, I know of people and then I've also felt it personally of like, okay, I've made a decision, whether it's like, I'm, I'm choosing to be saved or I'm choosing to, you know, go in, you know, to devote my life to ministry or what, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that kind of vernacular. And then it's like, next year rolls around and I feel similar. And then it's like, okay, well, should I respond? Yeah. And then it's like, I just, I've talked to people and it's like, you know, I've, I kind of did that, but then the next year I kind of felt it again. Mm -hmm. And so, and so I guess, again, we, we're we're coming back to emotions or, you know, an emotive response to what's happening, but I I don't know kind of what, what, what that triggers in your brain. Do you think we could discuss really, and you covered some of this, Chris, but we could discuss why it's important to have those and then go into kind of how we struggle with the fact that we also have them. Yeah. Is that, is that That great? I think that's a good idea. So yeah. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, well going from Chris and your conversation about scripture, if we believe that it comes from scripture, even there are examples of it in scripture, I think we can go back to that of what do we see in scripture as the reason that we have it. Um, and even, yeah. So what would you say is the benefit to having mountaintop experiences. Some things that come to my mind is you use the marriage analogy and that makes a lot of sense in this perspective to me because we all need times to reconnect with our spouse and make good memories and connect on an emotional level and pause and stop the mm-hmm. rest of normal life to remember to pour into our relationship and remember the things that we love about each other and recalibrate all of those things are positive in a marriage. And no, not every weekend is a retreat weekend when right. it comes to marriage, but I think we would all argue those are important. And those are something that often gives you energy to continue going through normal life the rest of the year. And in the same way, it seems like that is what a mountaintop experience could provide spiritually is it's not that it is, false emotion or somehow fake it's that we need we always need time to stop and recharge and reconnect and remember why we follow the lord and pause the busyness we talked in the junior and senior class yesterday about pausing the busyness of life and the pace of life that americans have particularly we often have to intentionally pause and stop and you know shabbat stop mm-hmm. to connect with the Lord and hear from him because our busyness often drowns that out. That's like my initial thought. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, going off of my own personal experience, I know that it was, uh, these sort of mountaintops were important for me because it reminded, yeah, it reminded me of why I was, you know, why I was following Jesus Mm -hmm. and Mm. that I was not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then it was also just like, 
I don't know. I mean, maybe a, a glimpse of what, um, you know, what the Lord intended in some ways of mm. like, mm. you know, really like communion with, him. yeah, communion with others and communion with him. Mm. And it's like, and what was also, I mean, it, it was a Testament now that I look back of like how fickle I am to, it's like, what was, what made it a camp high? What made it, you know, what made it, made it so important Mm-hmm. Uh, or emotional for me. And it was like, oh, well, aside from not getting great sleep, it was having really <laughs> deep and intentional conversations with mm-hmm. uh, guys my own age. Right. It was it was spending time in God's word yep. consistently. And then it was also giving God praise, you know? Yeah. And it was like, right. those are those things like, while I, while, you know, you, th- you talk about you know, quote unquote, real life and like, oh, you got to go back to school or you got to go back to this. But it's like, but I think an, another reason why it was such a shock to my system was I didn't have like, I okay, I went to church, mm. but my rhythms of, of connection with God in my personal relationship, especially during that time in my life, I think it's looking back, it's like, oh, that's a testimony to how starved I was for connection with the mm. Lord. Because when I was connected to him, it was like, this is amazing. Mm. And then, but I'm now going to go back to how I normally do my life, not make right. a big change. Mm, that's a good point. But, and well, and then the other part of it that I think is cool about a church camp thing is that you're, you go with a community yeah. and then you come back with people who you share community with. Yes, totally. Versus Mine was, I saw these people once a year. Right. Right. Um, and I, you know, I was looking forward to it and there was really wonderful memories there, but then I think I was starved for some of that back. So I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of, that's, that's my anecdotal two cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so there is a, it's, it's like, I mean, you can, you can think about the biblical concept of feasts mm-hmm. of holidays and festivals. Mm-hmm. So we as humans need seasons. And and we need reminders. We need, and part of this is because the valleys are real. And by the way, uh, to use the word that that young people use on video games now, the grind <laughs> is real. Like it is a the it, that used to be talked about about actual life, not video games. That mm. that like the grind is real. Going and doing what needs to be done day after day after day, even though you're making tiny amounts of progress, and it's, it can be exhausting mm-hmm. and boring, and and it's not very exciting. Like that those are real. Mm-hmm. And so, and so are the mountaintops, the epic moments. And mm-hmm. that's, it's like saying when you go like, well, it's not real. Like that's like saying dessert's not real. Yeah. I mean, it just, just because exercising is real. And just because, I mean, I'm literally sitting here was thinking like the moments when the cleaning goes off mm-hmm. and you feel the the cleaning this, cleanup yeah. goes off and you're like, Oh, that feels yeah. so good when that, when that cleaner <laughs> turns off that, that is not less real than when the machine is running. It's, it is a, there are times we need to do that. Marriages, more marriages would make it. Maybe the vast majority of marriages would make it if they would understand this concept mm-hmm. of, yes, there are times, as Bryn well knows, and you well know, of, of doing the grind. Of, I mean, taking care of a baby is a, is a grind. It is a, every few hours, there's something to be done. Every few minutes, there's something to be done. And when you have little kids, every few seconds, they're, they're demanding something. And, that grind mm-hmm. doesn't stop. And so if you don't get away 
If you don't have date nights, if you don't have a time to go to the movie with friends, if you don't have poker night, if you don't have picket, whatever it is, those the the minor version of mountaintop experiences, then you're not going to make it. Mm. And as humans, we need those. We need those to look forward to. Um, but that's like the the entire um, biblical holiday, holy day uh, prescription is all based on this reality. Mm. Even the Sabbath, mm-hmm. even the fact, like you said, even that every seven days they were supposed to stop and relax and spend time with the key people in their life, stop the grind for 24 hours, mm-hmm. like that is, God gave those to us. And so, of course, we need the we need the weekly ones. We need the small daily ones. We're supposed to sleep every night. We're supposed to spend time with family every day when possible. But like those are those are necessary, mm-hmm. and that's that's just part of human nature, and it's part of the nature of a fallen world. So, a fallen mm-hmm. race in a fallen world, and and to treat the high points as somehow not real, mm-hmm. but then to treat the rest of it somehow as real is just an obvious mistake. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, decisions made in a high point are hard to maintain in the grind or mm-hmm. in the low points. They still can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, uh, I think it's Mother Teresa who talked about living in a valley for the last like decades of her life and never feeling like she got to come out of it and yet holding fast to what she believed was mm-hmm. right and true all the way to the end. Um, and so those are, uh, both are, are all are very real and they're, they're reality and we need the high points, if we're going to have the low points too, and we need those high points to to invest in and to to strengthen us. And and he goes about like what Dan Ray said the other day that was uh, that was really cool when he referenced like we we um, I wrote it down like the, the fact that our decisions are largely going to be emotive, hmm. and so that's just weird to think like it doesn't mean the decision isn't real. The fact that it's connected to emotion. It's just not the whole, the whole thing is not just emotion. So of course you're going to go, yeah, I'm, we, we intentionally, and this, I think this is part of it too, is we intentionally craft situations to create the highs, but we don't have to craft the ones that create the lows. Mm -hmm. We can, I mean, I, I do once a year with a group of students craft a low, but, (laughs) but the, we craft the high right, and therefore it feels less real, I guess. But, but life can already, you know. Life can already a lot of times throw us the lows. That's right. The, yes. low, the yeah. lows are going to take care There's of themselves. There's a fallen world. Right. And so, yeah. And so we go, oh, everything about camp is, you know, we it's all supposed to f- focus into the spear point on Thursday night when the kids are, you know, most invested and most, and then you give the gospel and then they respond and they like, well, yeah, welcome to being a human. Of mm-hmm. course, our condition affects our heart and our soul mm-hmm. and our mind. But the fact that it is an emotional time, a positive time, that would be like saying the honeymoon night wasn't real because of all the emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just dumb. I, 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 now, I'm saying, I don't mean to minimize it. I know so many of us, I was too, raised to think of it as, well, you know, we're we're manipulating this or manufacturing this. And mm-hmm. yes, you're right, we are. I manipulate positive experiences in my life all the time. I manufacture them all the time. I I, I schedule nights with my friends and dates with my wife and and all those type of things and, and hang out time with my kids that and are meant to be And you cultivate an environment for all of those. That's right. That is the goal of, of what you want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If I don't, they won't happen because we live in a fallen world. And right. there are moments of, of joy that we don't choose, of surprise joy. Um, and those are awesome too. But of course, if we want that, that's going to be necessary. So I, 
what I would love is what anybody who's who would be out there who would go, oh, I, yeah, I had that camp pie and I put asked Jesus into my heart at VBS or mm-hmm. whatever, but then I came home and went right back to my sin. Like, yeah, I mean, we're not surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised by that. Um, I would assume that's the that's a super common thing because there you're sort like you said, you're surrounded by good influences and friends, and there's these positive moments, and there's the social encouragement and and all the different things. And, and is it, is your conversion real? Well, I mean, maybe, you know, and only you and God know that mm-hmm. the answer to that question, but it doesn't mean what you experienced wasn't real. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that unless you know, it wasn't, unless you're like, uh, this will make people like me mm-hmm. if I do mm-hmm. this. Well, maybe, maybe then that wasn't real. I don't know, but, but don't go back and, and say, Oh, now that I see how they created that at camp, that makes it not real. That's, that's, Again, mm. we would not say that about anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. This food's not real because the chef spent so long manipulating it into <laughs> tasty forms. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's not really real. It doesn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. Donuts aren't real because they're glazed. Like, yes, they are. <laughs> and Brussels sprouts are real even though they're terrible. Like, it's a both, both are true. And if I want to have, you know, sometimes, by the way, and that, that also applies, like, and sometimes we need to face hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are real too, and we need those in our mm-hmm. lives too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I, so, anyway, just, 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 it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, go, kind of going back to your question, Colson. So then what would you tell people? I think this is your question. You can rephrase it, it if no, I'm remembering it. incorrectly, but so then for people who are on the other side of a mountaintop experience, what would you tell them in the moment where they're kind of coming down? Okay, great. Um, so you know how the Apostle Paul in Romans, I think it's 13, says, make no provision for the flesh? Mm-hmm. I think the opposite is also true. We should make provision for the Spirit. Mm. And so just like uh, you know, I have all these passwords on my computer and blockers and on my phone, all that kind of stuff. And I've said before, like I'm, I'm an adult man. If, if I want to look at something inappropriate, I can drive to Best Buy, pull out my credit card, buy something that will give me internet access, and see what I want to see. Like no one, no one can stop me from doing that. I'm 50 years old. So... But, but the insanity that would make me want to look at something inappropriate probably isn't going to last through all those steps. Yeah. You know, when you've got that, that, that werewolf feeling of like, ah, oh, got to engage with whatever my addiction is. Well, there's a bunch of barriers between you and your addiction. Mm-hmm. Well, your, your addiction may not be willing to push past them. It's the, you got money, you know, you got spending addiction. I had a friend who used to freeze her credit card in uh and so in a block of ice so that she couldn't use it until it melted and she'd be like even if i put it in the microwave or something like i gotta be careful not to melt the credit card but she's like by the time i got the ice melted a lot of times i realized i don't need that i don't need that that's making no provision for the flesh wow so you don't store alcohol if you're an alcoholic you don't store little debbie snacks if you're a sugar addict like i am right you don't give yourself access to pornography if uh if that's something that like that you're tempted by like I am. And so, so to say, okay, so I'm going to make all these blockers. That's making no provision for the flesh. But the spirit, the opposite. So when you're insane, you want to make, it's when you're sane, you want to make decisions for when you're insane. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. The same thing is true. When I'm sane in a happy, positive, joyful way, I should then actually make decisions that are going to maintain. So mm-hmm. honeymoon, great time to plan your date schedule for the rest of the year. Like, that's a great time to do that. You have a great night together. You enjoy each other. It's a great time, whatever. 
that's when you want to start setting the disciplines in place that are going to maintain that. We're going to go on dates. We're going to have these fun times. Um, and that way, when you are in the valley or when you are in the grind, you've made decisions that provide for the spirit. Uh, you guys know I do a poker night once a month. And every, almost every time, I'm like, oh, I don't have time to do this tonight. Like, there's just, and, and I have guys who will tell me all the time, like, oh, I wanted to come this month, but such and such came up and such and such. And like, or the month or the what quarterly lead pastors meeting that I go to every time it's like, Oh, so much I need to get done. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, but well, it's on the calendar. I better, I got to do it. Right. I hosted it in my house or my church. I got to do it. Well, I get there and I'm there and 10, 20 minutes in, I'm like, Oh, I needed this so bad. <laughs> and so it's the same thing. Part of how you do it is you need to discipline yourself to have. Mm -hmm. And so when you come down from the mountaintop, that's a great time to sit down with someone who you love and go, okay, here's some commitments I'm making. Mm -hmm. You guys ever do the thing where you write a letter to yourself during the mountaintop and then have someone mail it to you like six months later? Oh, I've never, will, I've never cho chosen to do that. I think it's wise. I've, it's, <laughs> it's happened where it's like, you need to do this. So do this. And then, yeah. you know what I mean? But I like, and I don't, I'm not thinking later. about it. I'm not thinking about yes. it in the, in the mountaintop. If you do that, I mean, I try to journal in mountaintops. So okay. it's essentially, yeah, you go back to okay. sometimes. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So we used to do that all the time at camp. Yeah. The last thing at camp is you wrote a letter to yourself. Okay. And then we would put them all in envelopes. You self address stamp them. We don't see it. Yeah. And then six months later, we mail them all. And, and it's, it was so cool for the kids to go like, oh, I made this commitment and mm -hmm. I've fallen off of that. Or I, this is what I was telling myself then. And I've forgotten the truth mm. of that. And, and so, cause it's from you, mm -hmm. you know, you can't question your, and, and anyway, it's, that's part of it. But I, yeah. I think that's part of why we need them mm -hmm. is to recommit to what we know is best. Yeah. Um, it's why we do need those seasons. We all mock, I mean, myself included, no new year's resolutions. Um, but we need to make commitments at different times. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to start on Monday. Well, okay. Actually start on Monday. And you go like, Oh, I blew it by Wednesday. Okay. Well then start next Monday or Thursday. Like yeah. that's, that's humans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it's in C.S. Lewis's screw tape letters. It's called the law of undulation. Human beings undulate. We have up, we have down. And the demons desire is to make us believe the one we're in will never stop. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I oh, man, this camp high, I'll always have this camp high. It'll never go away. It's like your senior, you know, mm -hmm. the last song in Greece, we go together. We'll be friends forever. <laughs> like, uh, and so like, no, no, you won't, but, <laughs> but you think you will and you believe it. And then when you're not, it can be so disheartening. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, and, but if you knew up front, no, the friendship you have with those high school students is so real and so deep and so powerful. And it's so wonderful. And it also probably won't last the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Both are true. It's not that one, oh, and so many adults are like, oh, the friendships you have now, they, they don't matter. They're, they're going to go away. You're going to, no, of course they matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're probably also going to go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so all of those things are true simultaneously. We don't need to minimize any of them. Mm -hmm. we, we have highs and it's awesome to have a high. And you probably won't stay high forever. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have lows and lows can be really, really painful. We learn a lot in the lows, but we can be really, really painful. We write good poetry there. Mm -hmm. um, and they're also not going to last forever. Yeah. So. And it just reminds me of the things that we've talked about a lot on this podcast of it's also that more, much more important to remind yourself of, of truth and yes. realize what you're putting your hope in because those things are mm -hmm. good and real 
But if your hope is in the high or the emotion or the friends that are going to last forever and then they go away at some point and your hope was in that, then the low is going to be even lower. And it just pushes us back to even our relationship with the Lord, not our feeling about that relationship. That is such a great point. That's we that's back to our themes. That's we, we another thing we probably need more of us need to deconstruct is our faith and our feelings. Mm-hmm. That I trust how I feel and that's sufficient to carry me through. And no, mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. That our feelings are and that, fickle but and that is so countercultural. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. For right now. Because your own experience is all emotive, you know, like mm-hmm. we were talking about yep. with Dan. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Emotions are are fantastic and they're vitally important and they're super powerful and they're a wonderful gift from God, except when they're a curse uh, sometimes, mm-hmm. but they also are still just emotions mm-hmm. and to treat them as somehow mm-hmm. more real than external reality is a mistake. Mm-hmm. They are, they are real, but they are real emotions. Yeah. Um, and that's, man, those are some great, some great reminders mm. and, and good things to think about. So if you're one of those people who had a mountaintop experience and then you walked away from it and you're like, I just don't, it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. I, we'd really encourage you, encourage you to, to really evaluate that. Look back on that and, and see if it's just the jaded attitude of your family and friends about it. That makes you think now it's not real. Mm-hmm. Is it something like that versus no, it it was real, and you need to recapture that, and we'd be happy to talk with you about it and, mm-hmm. and, and pray with you about it too anytime. Yeah. Good conversation, guys. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Reconstructed Faith. If you enjoyed what you heard or were challenged, please leave us a review. It'll help other people find us. If you have questions or a topic you'd like to hear discussed, shoot me an email at info at southspring.org. Reconstructed Faith is a resource of South Spring Baptist Church. Remember, don't give up. Trust God. Search for answers.